Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This 
is your AEW Rampage and Friday Night SmackDown post show right here on Off The Scripts. I am your host, JD, from New York. And this is Off The Script. Man, thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be. (sighs) It's Royal Rumble season, folks. It's Royal Rumble season. That was the excuse that Michael Cole and Pat McAfee used because Big E and Seth Rollins showed up tonight on SmackDown. 508 days. WWE celebrating Roman Reigns as the Universal Champion. And that was pretty much it on SmackDown, man. That was pretty much it. I didn't really need to watch last week's show. I watched clips on YouTube, being that I was at work with House of Glory last week while we were filming our single elimination one-night women's tournament in Queens. I did not watch SmackDown last week, but what we got tonight with SmackDown was pretty much the same thing that we got last week, except the stipulations and the stakes in the tag team main event that WWE put together tonight. You know, when it comes to SmackDown and everything that's going on, obviously you see the flaws in the roster. You see the weak roster, the the, the depleted roster. And everything that's going on. You know, I get that WWE wants to do the brand splits and kind of make it nonchalant. Oh, this guy could show up here and that guy could show up there. You know, I, I need I need a better reason as to why Big E or, or Seth Rollins shows up on the show. Yes, I know Seth Rollins is in a Universal Championship match, but you, you just can't come and go as you please. You can't. Either that or end the brand split. But outside of what is going on here with the Universal Championship, that is all that is really interesting. And it's not really that interesting. But that is all that is interesting on SmackDown. Other than that, there's nothing else that really is generating any, any real interest. It was a joke of a show. Like it usually is. Like Raw usually is. WWE right now is not hitting their stride going into the Royal Rumble. The one thing I did like about SmackDown tonight is the fact that we got some stakes in the main event. We got a reason for the main event happening. We got somewhat of a risk and a gamble in the main event. Roman Reigns came out tonight and they were celebrating 508 days. Out comes Rollins and Obviously, Rollins is going over what he needs to go over as far as him talking to Reigns and how he's telling Reigns he's going to end the 508 days. And then he's mentioned the Usos, how the Usos showed up on Raw and they super kicked him and got him back at the end of Raw on Monday night. And then they raised the stakes a little bit. Rollins, Rollins wanted a tag team match with a partner of his choosing. Somebody in the back. Somebody that likes him. They obviously made fun of Rollins, the bloodline. Who's going to team with Rollins? Nobody likes you in the back. If I beat the Usos tonight, then they are banned 
and barred from ringside at the Royal Rumble. So then obviously the bloodline was making fun of Seth Rollins. Who's going to show up and team with you tonight? Nobody likes you. Out comes Kevin Owens, who's been Seth Rollins' good buddy on Monday Night Raw. So we got a tag team match now made. The Usos accepted the challenge. This made Roman Reigns angry. And then Roman Reigns says, no, 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 no. Everything goes through me. I got an idea. Let's see if you have the balls to take me up on this offer. If you beat my guys, if you beat the Usos, fine, they're banned from ringside. But if they beat you, then you do not get a Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. You get no championship match, period. And then I take a vacation from the Royal Rumble all the way till WrestleMania. So the match tonight had some stakes. And I enjoyed that. And I even enjoyed the ending, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I enjoyed the ending, though it didn't really... It still didn't make any sense. It was a lot better than what WWE has done in the main event, and especially with the Usos, because it seemingly happens every time they're in a non-title match. They always lose, because WWE feels like, well, they're the champions, they could lose. They're expendable, they could lose. They're with Roman Reigns, they're going to look good anyway, so they can lose. I don't like that. But the ending tonight was a lot better than what WWE usually does as far as endings are concerned. And that was pretty much it on SmackDown. On Rampage, we got a TBS championship match between Jade Cargill and Anna Jay. That was the main event of tonight's show. I don't really think it should have main evented the show tonight. I would have much rather went with John Moxley and Ethan Page in the main event, especially with what happened after the match was over and John Moxley retreated into the crowd like he usually does. There was... Brian Danielson. Unbelievable. We talked about it on Wednesday, Jesse and I, and we are finally putting the wheels in motion for a Brian Danielson and uh, John Moxley match. It's unbelievable, man. It is unbelievable. We called it, and it's going to be great. And I know Brian is going to be a heel. I know Brian is going to be a heel, and he should be a heel. Moxley is not going to be a heel. He just came back, and he he did that great speech on Monday night, which he did not have to apologize for, Bully Ray. I think we'll save that for an off-the-script tomorrow. But I'm very excited about that match, and uh, it seems like Tony Khan is setting that up for AEW Revolution in March, which should be absolutely fantastic. Nick Jackson had a... Absolutely killer match with Trent Beretta tonight. It was supposed to be the Young Bucks versus Beretta and Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero obviously wasn't on the show tonight. Medical protocol, a.k.a. COVID. So he was out because of COVID reasons. And then we got Hook. Hook. He absolutely squashed Serpentico tonight and uh, all the hookers united. And Hook was dominant as usual And it looks like they're setting up a a feud with him, a little mini feud with him and uh, Mr. QT Marshall. So that's that. Other than that, there really isn't anything going on in the world of professional wrestling that happened tonight. We got news on Roderick Strong and LA Knight being backstage. 
I thought I heard a report from PW Insider saying that LA Knight was going to be on the show tonight. Clearly, that did not happen. They got me excited for no reason. I think LA Knight is great. I think LA Knight should be on the show already. Just throw him out there. Just give him a microphone and throw him out there, man. SmackDown would be a perfect home for LA Knight. He was backstage with Roderick Strong. I'm assuming they had a dark match right before SmackDown. I don't know why Roderick Strong and LA Knight need a dark match in front of WWE officials. Don't you run NXT on Tuesday night? What the fuck do you need to know about LA Knight and Roderick Strong? They were both on the show. Tuesday. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Same thing with Pete Dunne and Tommaso Ciampa. What are we doing? Tommaso Ciampa needs a fucking dark match? I don't think so. Get all four of those guys on SmackDown. Maybe I'd like the show. I think that would bolster SmackDown greatly. I think SmackDown would look vastly different with four of those guys on the show, man. So we got that cooking up. I may talk about the Bully Ray and John Moxley thing, though I may save it for tomorrow. I got news on The Undertaker. Undertaker apparently will be in St. Louis for the Royal Rumble. What that means, I don't know. Is he just going to be there to do some uh, WWE 2K stuff? Is he going to be there to cut an interview? Is The Undertaker going to actually be in the Royal Rumble? I I don't know. I don't know, but we'll read the news tonight, and we'll go over everything else regarding uh, everything you need to know for SmackDown and Rampage tonight on Off the Script. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be, man. Thank you guys for choosing this very show for all of your Friday night wrestling needs. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That is on Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up as well, man. I see 418 likes on the live stream chat right now, man. That is very, very unacceptable. We got almost 1,600 people in the venue, man. I need at least 1,000 minimum. At least 1,000 minimum, man. There's no person limit in the venue. I need as many of you to hit that thumbs up right now as possible because it helps out the video. It helps it out greatly. Get your super chats in, man. Jesse serving drinks at the bar. Not very well, apparently. I see a fucking mess. I see a mess, clown. You're too busy fucking uh, texting Thunder Rosa, please. Please. Yeah, I know. I know. Give me a fucking beverage, man. Everybody thought I was drunk at the beginning of the show, man. I don't drink and drive. Fucking geeks. Uh, Make mine, uh, Jesse, make me an old-fashioned, bro. Knob Creek Whiskey. See this guy fuck up my old-fashioned, man. I'll give him an old-fashioned slap right across the fucking face and then dump you on Wednesday. Fucking clown. Anyway, go get your super chats in. And uh, we will read through all of them at the end of the show. As usual, you guys let me know what you thought of SmackDown. Let me know what you think of AEW Rampage. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel, man. We got two off the scripts. Episode 403 and 404 on the channel. You guys missed any of that stuff? Go and check it out. Various topics. Nice little rants on there. And go check out all the other live streams that you might have missed. Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, 
you name it, man. I am loading the channel up with content. And I got something coming for you guys on Sunday, man. We got the return. It's not really Hate Mail Monday, but on Sunday afternoon, you guys, and it's already live for VIPs, man. It's already live right now on the channel for VIPs. So if you guys want to join the channel, man, you're going to get access to this. And it goes live on Sunday for everybody. I read hateful Reddit comments directed towards me, man. It's fantastic. It's about 37 minutes long, man. I have a cold beverage. I pop open a mad elf. It's great. It's great. The topic of discussion in this video is actually everybody blasting me for my thoughts on Hit Row when they got called up to the main roster. What exactly happened to Hit Row, man? I don't know. Jesse, what, what happened to Hit Row, man? They went walking into death row and then they got terminated, right? Yeah. I know you're a big top dollar guy, bro. I know you, fucking geek. So make sure you guys go and check that out, man. If you guys want to sign up to the channel, you got that live right now. Hit that join button and become a VIP right here on Off The Script. Tonight's show is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped.com. You guys are going to use code SCRIPT20 at checkout to save 20% off and get that free shipping. And as always, man, go get your t-shirts. Bonfire.com. The exclusive home of Off The Script. AEW is coming to Atlantic City, man. AEW is coming to Atlantic City on February 9th. That is three days after my birthday. Happy belated birthday to JD, man. I turned 40 on February 6th. And AEW will be visiting my town of Atlantic City. I will be doing a meet and greet early in the afternoon for anybody that wants to join in on the festivities, man. The meet and greet. You guys are hearing this first. Tonight, I will be uh, giving you guys the heads up on it as we get closer. The meet and greet is already set. It will be taking place in Atlantic City at the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall on Tennessee Ave in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We have part of the bar completely spaced off for us. There will be a lot of rowdy wrestling fans there. The beer menu is excellent. The food is excellent. It's one of my favorite places in the entire city. It's brand new. It's only been open for about two, three years. And there will be merchandise sold at the meet and greet, man. So make sure you guys are there. We're going to be, we're going to be selling some t-shirts. We're going to be selling some koozies. We're going to be selling some OTS hats. And we're going to be selling some OTS dugout mugs. So you guys are going to have the full plethora of merchandise there. That is the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall on Tennessee Avenue in Atlantic City on February 9th from the hours of 2 to 6 p.m., I believe. It's going to be four hours, and I'll probably be there a little early because I know some people get there early, but we will have a damn good time. So make sure you guys come and hang out on February 9th. AEW will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So I love you guys for that. So hopefully I see a lot of you guys there for the meet and greet. Let's go over the news, man. We got LA Night. We got news on LA Night. I don't know why LA Night is not on the main roster as of right now. It's it's fucking ridiculous, to be honest with you. LA Night, apparently, according to Ringside News, was backstage 
at SmackDown. It was not said why he was there, but he could also be in line for a possible main roster demotion. Now, there was a report earlier that Roderick Strong was backstage, and he was absolutely expected to work a dark match for WWE on SmackDown. They may have worked this dark match together, because that's exactly what Pete Dunne and Tommaso Ciampa did the last couple of weeks. So, PW Insiders reporting that LA Knight was backstage, and Knight, his real name is Sean Ricker, Previously wrestled for Impact in Impact Wrestling. He became a top star during his run there as Eli Drake, if you guys are not familiar with him. During his run with Impact, he held the World Championship and the World Tag Team Championships. Knight was released from Impact in 2019. He ended up taking time away from the business until he returned to work for the NWA, ultimately signing with the WWE, now going under the name of LA Knight. He's 39 years old. He falls into the category in WWE of uh, he's too old. So let's get rid of him. He's too old. We need younger stars. We got no value in these older guys. They're nothing more than uh, bodies, warm bodies on the roster to put over the younger talent. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I hate hearing that. Finn Balor is being used like that currently. He's over the age of 40 years old. And Finn Balor is being used right now. In that role on Monday Night Raw where it was reported this week that Vince McMahon has no faith in Finn Balor and he sees nothing more in Finn Balor than a guy who is uh, only good enough to get over younger talent, too flippy, too divey. He doesn't really see anything in Finn Balor. Yada, yada, yada. The same old song and dance that we usually hear from Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard. I don't want to hear anything like that. I don't. That is a waste of talent. I don't even know why you're paying these people if that is what you're going to use them for. L.A. Knight. I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be honest with you, man. When L.A. Knight came to NXT, I was like, this is is, not NXT. The fuck is this guy doing on NXT, man? We don't need guys like this on NXT. I wasn't a big fan of Eli Drake in Impact either. I wasn't a big fan of Eli Drake from what I saw in NWA either. Now, for some reason, He kind of woke me up to what he's doing, man. It's not drastically different from what he was doing in the other two promotions. But L.A. Knight, man, I love the name. And I honestly think with what he showed us in NXT, he could work a babyface. He could work a heel. He's very good in the ring. He does not look his age at all. He is absolutely somebody that you could use on the main roster to generate interest, man. You mean to tell me that L.A. Knight has been in this company for as long as he has and he's not been on the main roster yet? You could put that guy on SmackDown, have him go after the Intercontinental title, and have him feud with Shinsuke Nakamura on day fucking one. You could put him on Monday Night Raw and have him take the title off of Damian Priest, the United States title. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. What are we waiting for? I hope this means Roddy, L.A. Knight, Tommaso Ciampa, and Pete Dunne. One of two things. One, they are going to be in the Royal Rumble. Two, they're all going to end up on the main roster. I don't have any faith at all in WWE using Ciampa, Strong, Dunne, or L.A. Knight in a meaningful way. They changed Walter's name to Gunther. Of all the fucking things, possible things I was worried about for WWE, as far as Walter is concerned, they named him after a fucking Nazi U-boat commander during World War II. So I have no faith in WWE using anybody correctly if they fucked up one of the easiest things that they currently have signed to the company. But LA Knight should be on the main roster. I think a lot of people are in agreement with me there. He would add so much value the WWE's main roster. The Undertaker. The Undertaker will be in St. Louis for the Royal Rumble. I'm not looking too much into this. I'm not looking too much into this at all. Michelle McCool, his wife, is going to be in the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, the worst Royal Rumble of all time, I'm predicting. Undertaker is going to be backstage because his wife is going to be actually wrestling on the show. That is it. Undertaker will not be doing anything wrestling related. He will not be feuding with somebody going into WrestleMania. He will not be in the Royal Rumble. The Undertaker is merely there to support his wife. Taker could be flying in also to film something for WWE 2K22. They may be doing some uh, motion graphics. They may be doing voiceovers. They may be doing something for the network or Peacock, one or the other. Nobody knows. The Undertaker is going to be there because his wife is going to be in the Royal Rumble and it will not be wrestling related for himself. He's going to be there. He'll probably be, be pulled at both ends to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. But it won't be for the Royal Rumble men's match at all. So uh, I would not look too much into that whatsoever. WWE star, who's semi-retired right now. I do think she will be back eventually. We saw Brian come back. We saw Edge come back. And as of late, Corey Graves got cleared, so there's no reason why Paige shouldn't be cleared. Paige is the latest person, along with Moxley's wife, Renee Paquette, that have blasted Bully Ray in what had happened over the course of this week with Bully Ray saying that Moxley should have apologized to fans. Paige is the latest person from the pro wrestling world to give her thoughts on what Bully Ray had to say during Thursday's episode of Busted Open Radio about John Moxley. Bully Ray, who apparently is the least favorite of the Dudley boys. How many of you guys prefer Devon over Bully Ray? How many of you guys prefer Spike Dudley over Bully Ray? How many of you guys prefer Big Dick Dudley 
over Bully Ray. He is now the outcast of the Ray family, of the Dudley family. Bully Ray thought Moxley should have apologized to the fans. And Ray talked about this promo from Moxley that was cut on Dynamite on this week's Busted Open Radio. This marked his first public appearance in months as he decided to go get help to go get rehab. Moxley, he dropped an F-bomb to some geek in the crowd who was heckling him. And Ray thought Moxley should have apologized to the fans and later clarified that he doesn't think Moxley owed an apology to the fans, but would have rather have liked to see Moxley give one. This guy was backtracking back and forth on it, man. He knew he fucked up, and then he tried to backtrack, and then he's like, you know what? I fucked up. I might as well go all in on it. Moxley's wife, Renee Paquette, reacted to what Bully Ray had to say via Twitter. Pages first first responded to Paquette's, uh, Paquette's tweet about what Ray had to say. There's a reason everybody prefers Devon, says Paige. What an awful, awful thing to say. And then Renee says, really bad take at Bully Ray 5150 with a thumbs down emoji. Paige later on tweeted, hey guys, FYI, if you have time to take off to better yourself for very important health reasons, please make sure you apologize to Bubba for the time off. Ha-ha. Bully Ray is an asshole. I will talk about this tomorrow on episode 405, along with other news. I got news on Mustafa Ali. The WWE did not grant him his release and other things I will talk about tomorrow. All I will say is this. I don't know if Bully Ray needed a monthly payment for his mortgage I don't know if Bully Ray needed a uh, car payment paid. I don't know if Bully Ray wanted to take his wife out for a nice dinner to celebrate a momentous occasion. Are are they even together anymore? He's not even together with Velvet Sky anymore, right? I don't know. Maybe he needed money to go to the strip club later that night. I have no fucking idea. The only reason why these guys spew this type of bullshit is because... They are losing relevancy. Bully Ray is losing relevancy. That's the only thing I could come up with. How stupid can you be to make something of an opinion on Moxley like that? You know that's going to be picked up everywhere. You know your name is going to be in everybody's mouth. Pretty much the entire industry thinks you're a complete fucking buffoon. And then you obviously are associated with Busted Open Radio, so if you say something, they're going to get name-dropped on your behalf for your stupidity. You don't really make them look good, but you said what you said, and now it gained traction. Everybody in the wrestling world tweeted at you. People like me are mentioning you on their shows. Everybody now knows of Bully Ray. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, he's still relevant. Oh, he's on that show. Oh, he's on Sirius. That's the only reason why people like him... And fucking irrelevant nobodies like Disco Inferno mention anything or Eric Bischoff. How many times has Eric Bischoff mentioned CM Punk and AEW on his shows in the last, uh, I don't know, three months, four months? Seems like every other fucking quote out of his mouth is that AEW's not doing this right. CM Punk this, CM Punk that, Tony Khan this, Tony Khan that. What happened, Eric? You're out of 83 weeks content? 
Give me a fucking break, man. Who, by the way, Eric Bischoff was on tonight's show. I legitimately thought they were going to move him into Sonya's position on the show tonight. I'll have something to say about that a little bit later. But that's the only reason why people like this make stupid comments like this. It's almost as if they do it on purpose because it knows or they know it is going to take off and bring them some sort of notoriety. That's it. Bully Ray is a complete buffoon. And I will talk about what happened and what he said word for word on tomorrow's OTS. Smackdown. Smackdown. Show opens up with the only thing of importance on this show, and that is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is there with the Usos. The Usos came out first, and they were already in the ring when the show started. They said they were there to celebrate the longest reigning Universal Champion, 508 days. They listed Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar as all Universal Champions who did not hold the title as long. Then Roman Reigns came out. He milked his entrance as usual. And then he's in the ring. He finally did his shtick. Nashville, acknowledge me. Gotta love it. And we saw this highlight package on Roman Reigns, which documented all of his 508 days as Universal Champion. It went back to him winning the Universal title all the way in August of 2020 with the triple threat match with Braun Strowman, which they barely showed. And Bray Wyatt, who they didn't show. Then we've seen the matches with Daniel Bryan and Edge at WrestleMania. Cesaro, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, The Demon, Big E. And then we saw a visual counter in the video package documenting all his days up till where we are right now. Currently at 508 days. Reigns was smiling at the end of this video package. Reigns' facial reaction then obviously got angry because Seth Rollins came out to interrupt Roman Reigns' ceremony or celebration for the universal title reign that he's on. He said Reigns also made an honest man out of Seth Rollins, and this is going to mark the end of Roman Reigns' title reign at the Royal Rumble. And he said... Listen, you made an honest man out of me, which is very difficult to do these days. He said he told him he isn't responsible for any of his success. So Roman Reigns is not responsible for any of his success. And Roman Reigns apparently is not responsible for any of Seth Rollins' success. So he said he meant it in a meta way, that everything has been handed to him. So we pretty much alluded that Roman Reigns is the chosen one and everything is just handed to him and gifted to him by WWE management. But he took it literally and sent the Usos after him on Monday Night Raw in the main event against Bobby Lashley. He said if he has a message for him, next time, why don't you just text me? You have my phone number, he says. Seth said the Usos are cornerstones of his bloodline and make everything he does possible. Just like me and Mox did in the Shield. So let's have a celebration for the Usos, says Seth Rollins. Very interesting that he used Dean Ambrose's AEW name, Moxley. People were going crazy over this on social media, man. Seriously. Seriously. 
Everybody was using this for clicks and likes and all this other shit on Twitter. Who gives a shit? Oh, my God. John Moxley's name was mentioned on SmackDown. Who gives a shit? If you want Moxley, go watch Rampage. He was in the ring tonight against Ethan Page. The fuck do I care if Seth Rollins mentions John Moxley on WWE television? He was a part of the Shield after all, right? I don't know if he got permission to say that or if he went off the cuff or, or, or off the script, per se, you know, pun intended, and mentioned Moxley's name. I have a feeling Seth Rollins can really uh, do what he wants and say what he wants at this point. Reigns called Seth his little brother. He said he comes out and makes all the same excuses. Did John Cena write that promo for you? Are you going to say the same stuff? Reigns told Seth he has his word that their match at the Rumble will be a one-on-one. Seth asked if the words he is going to say next are, you can believe that. He said his word was once gold. He suggested he and a partner face the Usos tonight, and if he wins, the Usos are banned from ringside at the Royal Rumble. Reigns then said, "Mm." he kind of gave this uh, this wincing-like face, like he didn't really want to accept it. Then Jay said, hell yeah, Us, we'll accept the challenge. Jay says he's crazy, and not many people like him. Seth said, well, that's true. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Owens' music comes out, so Kevin Owens is going to be teaming with Seth Rollins. Tonight, KO walked out, started screaming, I like him! I like him! Reigns then yelled at both Usos and said, this isn't a final decision until the tribal chief says so. Reigns then said, you know what, let's raise the stakes. He says if he loses tonight, he loses his match at the Royal Rumble and I'm going on vacation until WrestleMania. Do we have a deal? Seth thought about it, smiled, and said, you're on. Cole said it's a big-time main event with big-time stakes. Which I actually appreciate. Sometimes these tag team matches don't have any stakes whatsoever on the line. So I appreciate that WWE, though predictable, Put some stakes on the line. And it ended up being a very good main event match. Probably the second best match of the entire night between both SmackDown and Rampage. Let's go back to this Moxley thing, man. Everybody's flipping out that John Moxley Mox was mentioned on SmackDown by Seth Rollins. I honestly think that the WWE did this, and I put it in my notes. I honestly think WWE did this because of all the talk of the forbidden door. This forbidden door that I want you guys to be very well aware does not exist In WWE. It doesn't exist. It will never exist. There will never be a forbidden door in WWE. WWE will not work with another promotion. WWE will not be working with MLW. MLW might not even be around after they go to court with WWE. WWE will not be working with Impact. WWE will certainly not be working with Tony Khan and AEW. So who exactly are they going to be working There is no forbidden door. But WWE is playing you people like a bunch of fucking idiots. All of the eggs and the fucking bot accounts with 16 fucking numbers on Twitter. They're all creaming their pants for a forbidden door because John Moxley was one of the big rumored names in the community to be showing up in the Royal Rumble because WWE somehow opened the forbidden door. I'd love to know where. That's why WWE had Seth Rollins go out and say John Moxley on or Mox on tonight's show to play into you geeks. It's not that big of a deal. 
It's not that big of a deal at all. The stakes in this match, I appreciated many times that WWE goes into these shows. There's nothing on the line. There's no reason to watch these matches. Though predictable, I like the effort in giving this match some sort of stakes or uh, some sort of gamble going into the Royal Rumble. And a lot of people, and a lot of people, yes, stakes are on the line. I love a good filet mignon, yes. And a lot of people think that Roman Reigns is losing the Universal Championship to Seth Rollins. You know what I have to say about that? I, I honestly think you people are fucking mental cases. I really do. Anybody that thinks Seth Rollins is beating Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, you, you might as well just fucking quit watching. You clearly aren't watching with the right set of eyeballs. This feud was thrown together in two fucking weeks. Two weeks. They had last week on television. They had this week on television. And they have one more SmackDown. One more SmackDown next Friday with the Royal Rumble being next Saturday. You want Roman Reigns to lose to Seth Rollins in a feud that's only been given three weeks going into the Royal Rumble. I'm not sure why you guys are even watching the fucking show. I don't want you guys anywhere near a creative writing position in WWE because we would be a lot worse off than what Bruce Pritchard is giving us. Roman Reigns is not losing the Universal Championship in a feud that's been given three weeks of television going into the second biggest pay-per-view of the entire calendar year. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Now, Brock Lesnar, will he be losing the WWE Championship to Bobby Lashley? Yes, that makes a lot more sense creatively. And there are multiple ways for WWE to get out of that one and give Lashley the WWE title by booking a fuck finish. That's the way it's going to end up happening. Now, I've said this multiple times. I would actually go with the Universal title and WWE title both being on the line at WrestleMania in a champion versus champion ending brand split angle match between Lesnar and Reigns. And clearly, WWE is not doing that. Meltzer reported that WWE is not envisioning that at all. There's no plans to do that. But out of the two champions at the Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar is more than likely losing his title because he was never meant to have it. Why would Roman Reigns lose the Universal Championship? Doesn't make any sense. We're giving up 508 days for Seth fucking Rollins? You people need to have your fucking heads examined, man, really. Jesus fucking Christ. Thank God none of you are writing for WWE, man. You'd be on my shit list more than Bruce. Roman Reigns is not losing the title, period. Period. Let's move on. Is it going to be a good match? Yes. Are they going to tear it down? Yes. Is Roman going to lose? Fuck no. No. Time to worry about something else. Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, the worst act in all of professional wrestling. The worst gimmick, Happy Corbin, in all of WWE. They were in the ring. Madcap said if Kofi started a Garth Brooks cover band, he'd sing Friends in No Places. Booze rang out, New Day's theme hit, out comes Kofi Kingston, and then out comes Big E. 
Big E followed Kofi Kingston to the ring to give Kofi backup because Xavier Woods is out six to eight weeks with an ankle injury. The Royal Rumble is one week from tomorrow, and that's why you're seeing Raw stars here tonight, says Michael Cole. Ah, what? That is your excuse to bend the brand split rules. I have to ask, Bruce, do you take me to be a fucking idiot? Do you take the fans to be a fucking idiot? Now, I know the majority of this fucking audience is about 10 years old. Who doesn't have a fucking developed brain yet? Some of the adults watching this show don't have a developed brain yet either. But I don't think that's a suitable excuse, Bruce. Because it's Royal Rumble season, that's why we're seeing Monday Night Raw stars here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When did that get moved into the set of rules on the list for the brand split? Must have missed me. I didn't hear about that. Either you end the brand split or you follow the rules. There is no bending of the rules. And if you do want to bend the rules, here's a fucking tip, Bruce. Why don't you treat me like a fucking adult and give me an adult-like explanation? Oh, but, but J.D., I thought you wanted the brand split to be over. Yeah, I do. When it's over. I want you to work your way there and give me reason to know and care when it's going to be over and how it's going to be over. Not bending the fucking rules with bullshit excuses like this. Yeah, it's Royal Rumble season. The fuck does that mean? Royal Rumble season. Oh, yeah, it's Money in the Bank season. Oh, it's Saudi Arabia season. Oh, it's Survivor Series season. Oh, it's Monday Night Raw drawing a 1.3 in the rating and losing to Dynamite in the 18 to 49 demo season. When's it going to be Bruce Pritchard getting fired season? I'll come wearing my AEW hoodie and I'll pretend I'm jacket time on NXT. Ha 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 And laugh. I didn't watch last week's SmackDown. But I do know Mad Cat Moss got a clean victory over Kofi Kingston. I know Mad Cat Moss got a clean victory over Kofi Kingston. I'll give you guys one guess as I take a sip of my very cold beverage. What happened here? Bruce Pritchard books the match again. Don't know why. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they have no roster. He books the match again. And we get Kingston beating Madcap Moss this week clean. So let me get this straight, Bruce. Let me get this straight. Madcap gets a clean victory over Kofi last week. And everybody was like, well, well, Madcap beat a former WWE champion clean. WWE is actually doing the right thing in building new stars. Right? That's all I heard last week. That's all I saw on Twitter, right? Where are these people this week? Where are they tonight? 
I didn't hear a fucking peep from these people. Kofi beats Madcap tonight. He escaped a razor's edge, sidestepped Madcap, charging in, landed trouble in paradise for a clean win. Kofi beats Madcap. 50-50 booking. You know, Bruce, I got a very, I got a very important question to ask you, man. I'd love, I'd love to pick your brain on this. Please sit down, sit down. Let's go, let's go out for a cup of coffee, Bruce. You know, I like my coffee light and sweet, medium. I don't like my coffee too dark, bro. What do you, what do you like? What do you like? You like you? What do you like? That Sumatra blend, huh? You like that Colombian br- uh, blend? What, what do you like? You like that Ethiopian blend? Kenya, maybe. What about the Starbucks Christmas blend? Or maybe you like their Komodo Dragon blend. How about their house blend? I know they have a Verona blend. Verona's one of my favorite. Or what is it, Veranda? It's Veranda. Veranda blend, right? Or maybe you're a tea guy. What do you like? You like their black tea, their Tazo tea? You want a chai tea? Don't tell me you're a chai latte guy, Bruce. I know you could shed the pounds, man. Maybe Bruce should be drinking his tea with almond milk. Or do you like oat milk, Bruce? What do you like? What do you like? You like, don't tell me you like that coconut milk, you fucking slob. That shit sucks, man. Never put coconut milk in coffee. I'll tell you that right now, man. It's like drinking fucking dirt. My dad does that, and I look at him with fucking six eyes. What the fuck are you doing putting coconut milk in black coffee, man? And my dad drinks fucking black coffee, man. This guy drinks fucking gasoline for coffee in the morning. Don't tell me you do that, Bruce. What do you like? What do you like? What do you like from their pastry selection? I mean, I'll get it for you. Let, let's talk. Let's talk, Bruce. Wait, like a chocolate chip scone, like a blueberry scone. Starbucks got some great cheese danishes, bro. But I know you love the cheese danish. I can see you had a couple of them, man. I can see it. What about a bagel? What about a bagel? Like everything bagel, raisin bagel, plain bagel, sesame seed, poppy seed, pumpernickel, egg. I like a good egg bagel. I like a good egg bagel, man. With some nice cream cheese, right? I love it. I love it. What do you like? What do you like? They got some good muffins there, too. Blueberry, cranberry. Man, you got to try their, their cranberry bliss bars during Christmas, Bruce. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. They got those good gingerbread biscottis. Bruce, go fuck yourself, man. What is with the 50-50 booking? Huh? What is it? What is it? Who, who, who gets over here? Who? Who gets over does Madcap look good? Does Kofi look good? Who looks good here? You canceled them out. This is not just a Kofi and Madcap Moss situation. This is a SmackDown Raw dilemma. Who wins? Who looks good? Who cares about anybody in this feud, Bruce? Huh? You know what? Go fuck yourself. I'm not taking you out for Starbucks. I'll dump you on the fucking corner and have you walk to the fucking office. You fucking slob. You could use the nice walk in the cold weather, man. Shed those pounds. Then maybe I'll reward you with a fucking cheese danish. (laughs) Man, YouTube shorts only go one minute, man. That was like three minutes. Somebody clip that for YouTube shorts, man. I'm I'm sure that'll be on the channel. 
<laughs> Woo! Oh, man! I'm rolling tonight, man. Rolling tonight. What do we got next? Summer Rae. <laughs> oh, man. Summer Rae. Summer Rae is a fucking WWE legend, man. You fucking kidding me? Are you fucking serious with this shit? WWE had Summer Rae in the crowd stand up. Stand up. And they announced her as WWE legend Summer Rae. (laughs) Oh, man. Bruce, you're a funny guy, man. You're a funny guy. You know what? I'm going to fucking retract my Danish, and I'm going to have you eat a salad with no dressing and no toppings, man. What do you like, romaine? What do you like, iceberg? Huh? Well, which type of lettuce? I like an iceberg lettuce. Romaine lettuce, man. Go eat your fucking salad, you slob. WWE legend. When did this happen? When did this happen? I'd love somebody to fill me in on when this was a thing, WWE legend. Well, what's next? Alicia Fox, a WWE legend? <laughs> You're a funny guy, Bruce. You're a funny guy, man. WWE legend, my ass. Get the fuck out of here, man. If anybody thinks Summer Rae is a WWE legend, man, please just, just, get, just fucking get out of here, man. Get out of here. Seriously. Get out of here. Unbelievable. WWE legend. <laughs> Fucking funny shit, man. That is some funny fucking shit. Aaliyah. Aaliyah versus Natalia. Jesse, didn't we see this last week? Oh, yeah, you don't watch WWE television, man. You're the smart one here. Uh, Didn't we see this last week? Didn't we see this last week? Aaliyah versus Natalia. Hey, it was so great last week that we uh, we had such a resounding fucking uh, opinion in the IWC. I got to see that again. I got to see that again, man. What a match these two women had. Aaliyah wins in two minutes because Natalia got herself disqualified for not breaking the referee's five count. I want to see who in the IWC is going to... They, they only got two minutes. The women had two segments and they only had four minutes on the whole show. You know, there was, uh, there was a terrible, terrible opinion about AEW women's wrestling, man, on, uh, on Dynamite Wednesday. People were complaining small group of people were complaining that Serena Deeb and Sky Blue, <laughs> Sky Green, went two minutes, three minutes tops on Dynamite. And they complained that it was the only women's thing segment match and they were given three minutes and it's not fair. It's not fair. 
Meanwhile, I, I think these people were fucking drunk, high, stoned, inebriated, however you want to describe them, or maybe they're just plain fucking brain-dead retarded, but didn't Dynamite have a mixed slash intergender tag team match with Adam Cole and DMD, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy? What would that match go? 15 minutes? 15 minutes or so? Uh, uh, please, please correct me if I'm wrong. Were the women invisible in that match? I mean, did they go all John Cena on us tonight or on Wednesday? What happened? Or maybe you slept through the fucking match and woke up seeing Adam Cole and Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy only. As far as I'm concerned and what my eyes saw, I saw females in that match that went 15 minutes. Two females that actually ended up being the stars of that very match. So please tell me how AEW went three minutes with their women's shit only but you failed to recognize how there was a intergender tag team match that opened the show that went nearly 15, 20 minutes to open Dynamite. You know, a lot of people say that I push agendas and I'm very, uh, I'm very, I guess, stern in my narratives and I'm never wrong and this and that. I mean, everybody's pushing their own narrative, man. They want to get across what they want to get across, but uh, sometimes they get it wrong Most of the times, they get it wrong, barely getting anything right. Stop pushing your fucking narratives, man. AEW is giving more chance to their women than WWE is giving to their women. Use that same energy and blast this shit because the women's division sucks on both SmackDown and Raw. It's downright embarrassing. And your women's Royal Rumble is a fucking farce. It is a complete fraud. It's everything wrong with women's wrestling in WWE. If you're excited about a Summer Rae, an Alicia Fox, a Molly Holly, and a fucking Lita who are all 40 plus, you're actively against women's wrestling and the women's revolution in WWE. It's not what I was really told the women's revolution would be. Get Sasha Banks and Bailey behind closed doors, man. I guarantee you those women fucking hate the direction of the women's division in WWE. Barely any time. Storylines suck. Same people at the top. No new talent being brought up. But everybody wants to complain about AEW's lack of women's wrestling. Go fuck yourself. Up the ass. Opinions and people like that need to get the fuck out of here, man. You are fucking the very definition of what's wrong with the community. Man, are we on fire tonight or what? I mean, after the last 15 minutes, I don't know why we don't have a thousand likes. 729 likes, man. Where's the thousand? What are you guys doing? Hit that thumbs up, man. Hit that thumbs up. Natalia was then attacked by Zia Lee at the end of the match. Oh, my goodness. Zia Lee is back. After how many weeks was that, Bruce? Well, what'd she make her debut, what, six weeks ago? Probably less than that. What was it, five weeks ago? She comes out, and she's the protector, right? This is WWE, man. They give Zia Lee this protector gimmick. She's doing, yeah. And all these things with the fucking Raphael swords, those mini swords, right? She's doing all this other shit. You got lightning, uh, you know, shooting down all over the place, right? 
What, what, what are we in the business to fucking cater to five-year-olds? I got a grown woman on fucking television doing fucking karate moves like she's making her entrance into the fucking Mortal Kombat arena and I got lightning coming down as she's moving her fucking ninja weapons all over the place. Who asked for this? Failure. Failure. She'll be dead in another month or so and then she'll be on Nick Khan's, Nick Khan man's cut list. Unbelievable. She came out and she uh, did karate moves and then kicked Natalia out of the ring. Wasn't this the same thing that you did in her debut about six weeks ago? I didn't see anything new here. Didn't she attack Natalia then? No, but you guys failed to build that storyline up. Didn't she come out to save Naomi? Wasn't she there with Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler? If I want a Chun-Li ripoff, I'll go to the fucking arcade and put some quarters in Street Fighter. By the way, my guy was Akuma in Street Fighter. I usually go for Akuma. Him or Vega. One or the other. WrestleMania is being called the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Pat McAfee read off the definition of stupendous by listing a series of more than a dozen other similar words that described stupendous. I'm renaming WrestleMania. I'm renaming WrestleMania this year, folks. You want to hear what it is? The most horrendous tonight WrestleMania in history. Next week, I'll come up with a list and be prepared of all the similar words to the word horrendous. Look forward to that next Friday on the SmackDown Post Show. Los Lotharios, Humberto. <coughs> Korea. And Angel, dot, 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 Garza. Against the Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders win in three minutes. It's nice to see. You want one positive thing about this match? It's nice to see that the, uh, the team of Humberto and Angel come out in matching tag team gear. Wow. Wow, Bruce, you put some thought into that. It's great. You realize that you need tag teams and teams that look like teams on SmackDown. That's a good one, man. I see you doing a good job. I got to give you your benefit of the doubt, Bruce. It's a great job, man. It's a great job. It's like, well, that's what I like to see. Effort. You get an F for effort on this one, man. Good job. Good job. Three minutes, Viking experience. Michael Cole said this one. It's the most impressive they've looked in WWE. Really? Really? It's the most impressive they looked in WWE, man. I don't think Michael Cole watched NXT TakeOver New York, where they wrestled Ricochet and Aleister Black in the finals of the Dusty Classic that year. Well, that was the winner of the Dusty Classic. What they got, a tag team match against the War Raiders at the time. Now, but this is the best they've looked, beating Los Lotharios on SmackDown in an otherwise dead division. That's right. Yeah, thanks, Michael Cole. What are you batting tonight? What are you, 0 for 4? 0 for 4. First summer raise a legend. (laughs) That is the most stupendous WrestleMania ever, right? And then we got... uh, 
The Royal Rumble season is the reason why Raw superstars are coming over to SmackDown. And then we got the Viking Raiders looking the best ever in WWE. Yeah, sure thing. Sure thing. Vince McMahon must have been on fucking some really, really fucked up medication tonight, man. Holy shit. Backstage, Naomi approached Sonya Deville. Naomi said she's not wearing her jacket, so she's not her boss. Adam Pearce, who's wearing his jacket, walked in, stood between them as Sonya put her jacket on. Naomi said she deserves a rematch against Charlotte because Sonya was changing rules on the fly. Naomi told Sonya to stay in your cage. So we got Charlotte versus uh, Naomi here. This went two minutes. I was actually kind of, sort of, maybe, possibly looking forward to this match because, to be fair, Charlotte and Naomi had a pretty decent match the first time a couple of weeks ago. Charlotte wins in two minutes. Sonya comes out and removes the uh, original referee. Charles Robinson was the uh, official of this match. Mini Nate. So he orders, or she orders rather, Charles Robinson to take his referee shirt off. She puts on Charles Robinson's referee attire, and she is now the official in this match. Charlotte took a cheap shot. The bell rang. There was a little back and forth here. And we had Charlotte, who was attempting to end Naomi inadvertently hits Sonia Deville and knocks Sonia Deville out of the ring. Sonia fell to the floor. Naomi landed a rear view on Charlotte. Crowd was counting one, two, three. Michael Cole says you could have counted to 10 and Naomi would have been the winner. So she got up and she yelled at Sonia. Charlotte hit Naomi from behind the plot of figure four. Sonya re-entered the ring and called for the bell immediately. And Pat McAfee says, what in the holy Bret Hart did we just see? We saw the Nashville screwjob, quote unquote. Sonya Deville pulled a Earl Hebner and rang the bell before Naomi even had a chance to fight out of the figure four. So Charlotte wins in two minutes via cheap Sonya Deville interference. And WWE is uh, just dragging along with this Sonya Deville-Naomi angle. So we got the Zia Lee rerun that we saw five or six weeks ago with Natalia, And we got another match with Sonya and Naomi coming up. Naomi and Charlotte with the same situation happening with Naomi and Sonya Deville. It, it seems like WWE is running around in circles with no way to end this angle. They don't have a fucking clue as to end or how to end this angle with Naomi and Sonya Deville. I have the perfect way to end this angle. Some of you might not like this. Some of you may actually love this. I want to hear JD is not uh, diverse enough. Or I want to hear uh, I want to hear the fucking ghouls in the community saying J.D. is full-on 100% racist, and anytime a person of color is in a segment, he dirties the fucking segment with negativity. I want to hear those people after this comment. I advocate 
in the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble for Naomi to win the Royal Rumble. I advocate for Naomi to go to WrestleMania and main events. WrestleMania, well, not really main event. I don't think I'd do the main event, but uh, being that there's two nights and the Royal Rumble winner will probably get one of the nights because the other will be Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I guess main event, night one, against Charlotte Flair, and I would have Naomi win the SmackDown Women's Championship from Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. That's what I advocate. That's what I'm calling. You want to end it? Have Naomi and Sonya, the final two. That's how you end it. It's easy. It's very easy. Have Sonya Deville bullshit her way to the final two without Naomi knowing, and then you have them go seven, eight minutes. Epic, epic conclusion. I I wouldn't say as epic as Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in 2000, and what was that, 2007? 2008? One of the best, probably the best Royal Rumble endings of all time. The best Royal Rumble ending of all time with The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. The final two. That's what I would do. Naomi eliminating Sonya and she wins the 2022 Royal Rumble. I'm not advocating for Bianca Belair. I'm not advocating for Bailey. I'm not advocating for Ronda Rousey. I'm not advocating for uh, Rhea Ripley. Cringe Lee. Rhea Ripley, Rhea Cringely, no. No. I'm not, no, I'm not advocating for that whatsoever. Naomi should win the Royal Rumble, 2008. I'm terrible with dates. I know my shit, but it's just, you know, terrible with dates and years and all this other shit. Yes, that. Take influence from that and just apply it to Naomi and Sonya Deville. Simple. Kayla Braxton interviewed Owens and Seth Rollins. Owens said... It tears him up inside that he'd be the longest reigning universal champion of all time, if not for the Usos. He says he can't stand by and let them do it to Seth. Seth said the risk is worth the reward tonight. KO laid it on thick how much he loves Seth and how much Seth is his friend. 2007, yes. I was right the first time. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. Sami Zayn. He was in the ring. Standing next to a table that had a bunch of uh, self-defense weapons on it. Sammy said before Johnny Knoxville got famous, he used to test self-defense weapons on himself. He says he's going to use them on himself tonight to show that anything Knoxville can do, Sammy can do better. So Sammy held up a uh, a, a jolt stick, 3,000 volts, which he said can take down a rhinoceros on the highest setting. He set it to one and zapped his ankle. Sammy shrieked and collapsed into the ropes. He then turned it up to level two. He says this level incapacitated Knoxville for 15 minutes, but they'd see what it does to a real man. He was going to point it at his ankle, but he said, no, no, no. We're going to point this right at my chest. Right in the heart. And then He zapped himself, he flew backwards into the ropes, and he was crying out in pain because he zapped himself. Johnny Knoxville's music played, the the jackass music played, he walks down the aisle. Knoxville said Sammy was right about him making a mockery of his profession, but it seems Sammy is doing that to his profession. Knoxville took the, uh, the jolt stick here from Sammy, and he said, well, 
You know, it does look legit, but the thing is, you forgot to turn it on. Sammy says it was on the whole time because everyone saw him get shocked. Knoxville says it's on now. And this was a huge production mishap by WWE. Johnny Knoxville zapped Sami Zayn with this jolt or vault stick, this cattle prod per se. And then he zapped him, and then you heard the zzzz, right? But the thing is, he zapped him for like a second. Johnny Knoxville threw it down, and then while he threw it down, it was still doing zzzz, But nobody was handling the jolt stick. So somebody was clearly playing sounds over the PA system and fucked this up terribly to a point where it came off completely disingenuous and completely cringe. I don't believe I don't believe we're doing this shit going into the Royal Rumble, man. For Sami Zayn, who just signed a new three-year WWE deal, he says he's having a good time, he's having fun. Good for him. He's having fun. He's having fun. He's making money while doing it. Doesn't got to break his body every fucking week. Great. But at least get his fucking segments right, man. At least get his segments right. They added like uh, five seconds of. Yes, thank you for letting me know, Bruce, that you were playing sound effects on the PA system. Does Kevin, does Kevin Dunn have the button right next to the fake piped-in crowd noise? Fucking ridiculous, man. This shit sucks. This shit is awful. In every sense of the word. Backstage, Adam Pierce was chatting with Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff was on SmackDown for... Uh, Another cheap payday. I guess he had uh, run out of 83 weeks content. I guess maybe he needed to uh, buy some new uh, some new cow for his farm. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing out there in uh, the mountains of Montana, but uh, clearly uh, it's not stopping him from flying to Nashville, Tennessee to collect a nice paycheck from uh, Bruce and Vince. Backstage, Pierce was chatting with Eric Bischoff, who was giving Pierce... Some advice about true leadership. He said a true leader adjusts the sales. Yeah, maybe Bruce should adjust his sales away from Stanford, Connecticut, and very, very far into the fucking Atlantic Ocean, man, where he will be on a boat called the Orca, and then we'll have a 30-foot great white shark circling the Orca, but he won't have Quint as his captain. Bruce and the Orca then sink into the Atlantic Ocean, and Jaws has a nice feast. I'd pay to see that movie. In 3D. DeVille entered the room. Said hi to Eric Bischoff. Pierce introduced them to each other. DeVille says it's a pleasure to meet him. But she didn't know he was coming tonight. Pierce says he and Bischoff have talked about Sony's obsession with Naomi. And they agree it's affecting her ability to lead. He says he is suggesting to management that she have a one-on-one match... Against Naomi next week. Sony was okay with it, then left. Bischoff said that was leadership. 
McAfee said, 82 weeks of knowledge there. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. Yes, let's plug his fucking podcast that clearly has run out of material. I legitimately, I I know I'm not the only one that thought this, man. I thought Eric Bischoff was going to be given Sonia Deville's fucking role as management official next to Adam Pierce. I would not be surprised about that. I was waiting for that to come, and then I would have been ready with the ammunition. Oh, now we know why he trashes Tony Khan on an hourly basis. He was awaiting that WWE paycheck. It's a great job there, EB, E-C-E. You got your easy green tonight. What'd you do? Spew a fucking line written to you by fucking Bruce. Talking about leadership. Fuck out of here, man. You and leadership. Yeah, great job. Leadership and Bruce. Yeah, even greater of a job. Fuck out of here, man. Ricochet for Seamus. Three minutes? Three minutes? But we got females in the fucking IWC that are irrelevant complaining about Serena Deeb and Sky Green on Dynamite getting three minutes. Where's that energy for Ricochet and Sheamus going three minutes? Oh, that's right. Now, that doesn't concern you. That doesn't bother you, though, right? The fact that Ricochet has been buried for three and a half years in World Wrestling Entertainment and has been riddled down to nothing but three-minute matches. Thank you. It's great. I see where our priorities lie in getting these shows to be better. Sheamus wins in three minutes. One with a bro kick. He came out with Rich Holland, who apparently was not wearing a face mask. I guess the broken nose, or maybe it wasn't a broken nose. Maybe the nose injury healed in the time he's been away. We saw this match last week. Yet another rematch. Yet another rematch on SmackDown that we saw last week. You might as well just have rewritten this script with everything that we saw from last week, but with a new Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins promo. Because that's all it really was. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus the Usos was the main event of the show. Before that, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura were walking backstage when they saw Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E, double T, Jeff Jarrett. Boogs did his double J catchphrase. Jarrett said Boogs plays a mighty fine guitar. He asked, what is Rick Boogs' name? And then Rick Boogs accentuated his name. Boogs was upset he didn't know his name. Jarrett asked if he could spell that for him, and then the segment quickly ended. Jeff Jarrett will be at GCW this Sunday in New York City at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I believe. I think he's going one-on-one with uh, somebody on that show. It might be Matt Cardona. I'm not really sure. I'm not. Oh, Effie. He's he's, he's wrestling Effie on the show, who's got me blocked on social media for unknown reasons, man. Maybe he didn't like my take on Bruce Pritchard. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Or maybe he blocked me during the whole Alexa Bliss thing, man. I don't know. I may actually cover GCW on Sunday night. Let me know if you guys want to see a review of that, man. It's going to be a big show. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. This was a very good tag team match. Not going to really get into it completely. Uh, KO and Jimmy were down on the mat towards the uh, end of this thing. Jimmy tagged in Jay, who stopped KO from making the tag. 
to Seth Rollins. A minute later, Seth eventually got the hot tag in, dove onto the Usos at ringside, which looked fantastic by Seth Rollins. Seth scored a near fall on Jay in the ring. Jay rallied. He scored a two-count himself. A few minutes later, KO caught Jay with a stunner. Jimmy superkicked KO. Seth went after Jimmy with an elbow to the back of his neck. Seth was toying up to the crowd. They were singing his theme. Oh, whoa. They were singing his theme. So Seth wants to be a babyface, man. I like that. I think that's pretty cool. And WWE is really playing up that Seth Rollins is going to be a babyface going into the Royal Rumble against Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is going to be the heel, but it may be a completely different reaction going into the Royal Rumble match itself. Or happening at the Royal Rumble match itself, so we'll see. So, they were really playing up to Seth here, and Seth then landed a stomp, but Reigns ran into the ring, and he Superman punched Seth Rollins. The referee called for the bell, and that was pretty much it. Seth Rollins and KO win by DQ, and the Usos are banned from ringside at the Royal Rumble. You know, I will say this about the main event. WWE, they gave you a great match with these two teams. I'm glad the Usos did not get pinned because they are the tag team champions. They should be pinned by nobody unless they are set to lose the tag team championships. I like that the match had stakes. Not a T-bone, not a flat iron, not a tomahawk, not a filet mignon, not that type of steak, geeks. So Titus makes all of them brilliantly. The match had stakes. There was a gamble and a risk taken by both sides in this match. I like it. The thing is, I knew Seth Rollins was not going to forego his championship match. So it was kind of predictable. The other thing is, Roman Reigns, and I'm trying to really give Roman Reigns and the people who produce this shit the benefit of the doubt. I would hope that they know that it looked kind of ridiculous for Roman Reigns to go in there. If Roman Reigns wanted to really cause some chaos here, why did he attack Seth Rollins and not one of the Usos? He could have easily caused a disqualification swinging in the other direction, getting Rollins and Owens disqualified, which would mean he can go on vacation till WrestleMania. Why didn't he do that? Why did he attack Rollins, pretty much ultimately securing Rollins a championship match for the Universal title at the Royal Rumble? So Reigns kind of looked like a dumbass. He kind of looked like a dumbass in this match. So I don't really understand the logic there. So we got Roman Reigns attacking Seth Rollins. Now, I tried to play it up on social media as, all right, well, the ending wasn't that bad, but there was a huge logic gap there. A huge uh, a huge fucking pothole of illogical bullshit there, right? But I tried to play it up as, all right, Rollins is getting the championship match. Reigns is not afraid of Rollins. And Roman Reigns knows that he's going to beat Rollins for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. So he did what he did. He's not scared. He knows he can beat Rollins without the Usos. But that looked ridiculous, man. I mean, if you're watching the show, aren't you thinking what I just described to you? If you're Roman Reigns, are you not going to attack the Usos to cause a disqualification on Rollins and Owens? And then taking a vacation to a private island somewhere? I don't know. 
Let me know what you guys think about that one in the comment section. We're going to go over the rampage portion of this post show. I want to thank you guys for joining me and spending time with me on your Friday nights, man. We had a good time reviewing SmackDown. 1,900 people in the venue. I appreciate you guys very much, man. We got 887 likes right now. I need 1,000 minimum on the live stream right now, man. We are uh, a little bit more than 100 away. So continue to hit that thumbs up. We got your super chats coming on in. Get them in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. And we got three new members. We got three new members sitting VIP tonight in the OTS venue, man. You guys are going to get access to that great new J.D. Reed's Reddit hate video. It's already live on the YouTube channel right now for all VIP paid channel members. So continue to join. And you guys got great content like that coming when it is available. Plus those emotes and those badges in the chat and in the comment section. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you on Valentine's Day, man. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you guys with the best tools for your balls to get ready for that special occasion. This V-Day, over 4 million men worldwide will be using Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming. And I got a special offer for all you guys today. 20% off and free shipping using code SCRIPT20 at manscapes.com, man. The lawnmower 4.0 is the star of this performance package. It's an electric trimmer designed to trim hair and everything in between. This trimmer has advanced skin-safe technology, and it reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. It even has a 4,000K LED spotlight so you guys can shave anywhere your heart desires. It is also waterproof as well. You guys also get the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. You guys are also going to get two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag, and they're going to throw in some anti-chafing boxer briefs. They also got their Crop Preserver and their Crop Reviver, man. Deodorant for your boys and toner for your boys so you guys can feel your best day and nights. Manscaped, man, don't be without it this Valentine's Day. Code SCRIPT20 at checkout to save 20% off and get that free shipping on me. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. And I want to thank them once again for joining me and sponsoring the podcast right here on Off the Scripts. We got AW Rampage tonight, man. Rampage was actually a uh, very, very good show, and I quite enjoyed it. It was... It was a lot better because we had the show actually live tonight. And I can't even begin to tell you how I love Rampage Live. It's just, it's it's such a great environment, man. Such a different feel. It's a great feel. And it should be live every week. It really should. I know they can't do that. 
I know it's easier for them to tape. It's less, uh, you know, uh, monetarily to be taped. I I get it. But this is just a glimpse into the future when Rampage moves to a normal time slot on a normal night. That's not Friday. And we get this truly becoming the B-show for AEW. Like Monday Night Raw is the B-show to SmackDown. I'm very much looking forward to that, man. Live Rampage is the way to go. So we got the opening match here. John Moxley with uh, Ethan Page to start the show. This was actually a very good match. Scorpio Scott came out with Ethan Page, and Ethan Page sent him to the back. Moxley came out. He was ferocious. He was hungry. He looks to be in the best shape of his career. He looks thinner. He looks a lot hungrier. And he's looking great, man. I'm so happy he's healthy, and I'm so happy that he's back on AEW television. Like I said on Wednesday, AEW television is so much better when Moxley is there than when he was out. But I'm glad he's healthy, and I'm glad he's looking great. Crowd was big into Moxley here. Uh, This was a very good match. Page had Moxley up for a crucifix bomb after a commercial break. Moxley slid down and caught Page with a go-behind Caught him with a cradle near fall. Moxley followed up with a trio of German suplexes. Moxley and Page exchanged forearms back and forth. Um, Page missed a big boot. And Moxley hit a huge lariat to take Page down. Uh, Page escaped a paradigm shift and countered with a twisting brain buster for a near fall. Page locked in a single leg crab. Moxley got to the ropes fairly easily. Page charged at Moxley. Moxley low-bridged Page. Moxley followed up with a tope suicida. Moxley went to the top. Page caught him up there and hit an avalanche power slam on John Moxley. Goes for a cover, only gets a two count. Moxley countered the pin attempt with a crucifix of his own. He got a two. Page got his shoulder up. Moxley destroyed Page with some elbows and some knee strikes. Quickly locked in a bulldog choke. And Page passed out. I love the fact that he didn't win his first match back. With a Death Rider or a Paradigm Shift, he got the Bulldog Choke already uh, showcasing that he could uh, e- easily beat you in a multitude of ways. So post-match, Page tried to confront Moxley. I, I don't know what he was trying to go for here. Uh, it looked almost as if he wanted to shake his hand, welcome back, but that's not really Ethan Page's style. It probably was leaning more towards an attack, but Moxley... Obviously, don't trust anybody as John Moxley. He delivered a beautiful paradigm shift, and that was it. Great comeback match for John Moxley. He was in there with the right guy. Excellent showcase for both guys here tonight. After the match was over, Moxley made his way through the crowd, and there in the crowd, in the little section that did not have fans swarming them, led to the backstage area, Brian Danielson. Not seen him since he lost to Adam Page in that second match for the AEW title. Brian Danielson standing there in the crowd, in attendance, at Rampage, wearing a white t-shirt. He looked at John Moxley and gave him a head nod of approval. Moxley showed no reaction, no emotion, looked at Brian in almost a very weird way and walked away himself. Brian, they held the camera on Brian, and he was looking a little dejected. He was looking a little, uh, I don't want to say evil, but it looked like he had something processing up here that didn't really look like 
a babyface reaction. It looks like we're getting Brian Danielson and John Moxley beginning sometime. So I don't know if it's going to be next week. Next week is a loaded show for Dynamite. They may do something. I don't know. Being that we saw this tonight, they may do something on Dynamite. But it looks like we may be leading towards their match at Revolution. And that was supposed to be the match at full gear. It was supposed to be Moxley, rumored to turn heel against Brian Danielson. Moxley was an odds-on favorite to win that tournament and win the championship match against Adam Page. He got hurt. Tony Khan went with Brian Danielson. I think that was a great plan B, and I'm not really regretting what Tony Khan did because we got one hell of a fucking feud out of it. But now they're looking like they're picking up the pieces right before Moxley left, and we're getting Brian Danielson and John Moxley. All I ask, and I, I'm sure this is going to be the case, but who knows? Tony Khan may have other ideas. Brian Danielson needs to continue being a heel, man. I would not change him at all. I would love for him to stay the way he is right now, man. He is so fucking great at playing a heel. Moxley's not going to be a heel, obviously, because he cut that promo and he's back and he's an influence. He's, he's an inspiration to everybody. They're not going to turn him heel. It would be the most stupidest thing that they could possibly do. So Moxley, babyface, Brian heel, revolution, inject that shit into my fucking veins, man. Inject it into my veins. I love it. We got a segment backstage with the Jurassic Express. They accepted the challenge of the gun club. Christian Cage will be out for a while, it seems. And uh, he is clearly selling the attack from uh, Billy Gunn's sons on Wednesday night when they attacked him in the parking lot area. Tremperetta, Nick Jackson. This went almost 15 minutes. This was supposed to be a tag team match with Beretta teaming with Rocky Romero of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Against the Young Bucks, Rocky Romero was the only one not there, present. Matt Jackson came out. Brandon Cutler came out. Nick Jackson was in the match. Tramperetta was in the match. Rocky Romero was not there. Orange Cassidy was out there in Tramperetta's place. Medical protocol. Rocky Romero probably tested positive for COVID-19. So hopefully he is uh, on the up and up, and he will be back relatively soon. Tony Khan did say that we're going to get the match. It just wasn't happening tonight as he needed to kind of change plans on the fly, and we got this match instead. Beretta and Nick Jackson had a fantastic match. Fantastic match. This may have been the best match of the entire night on both shows. So this match made both guys look good. Obviously, the feud between the best friends and the elite is still continuing. Nick Jackson went for a senton atomico. Beretta got the knees up. Beretta floored Nick with a clothesline, followed up with a deadlift German suplex. Uh, Beretta and Jackson were out on the floor. And back in the ring, Beretta hit a backdrop suplex, spinning DDT. Rick Knox was used as a distraction here to set up Beretta for a German suplex, but Beretta came back with his own German suplex, and both guys were down. So uh, fast forward a little bit. They were uh, on the apron, and Nick Jackson hit a springboard destroyer for a near fall. Nick and Beretta exchanged forearms here. Nick came out of the corner with a spinning kick. Nick followed up with a knee strike in the corner, and then a bulldog. He went for a super kick. Trent avoided it, delivered a half-and-half suplex. 
Nick hit the super kick. Trent came back with a lariat and a pile driver for a near fall. They rolled to the outside of the ring on the ramp. It was the same setup that was on Dynamite. Beretta went for a pile driver, but Nick backdropped out of the move. Nick then hit Beretta with a senton atomico on the ramp. Nick rolled him back in the ring. He had a beautiful 450 splash for a two count. Nick hit a super kick, but Beretta countered a second super kick attempt into a strong zero for the one, two, three. So it looks like this is continuing, and this was a great win for Trent Beretta. Uh, There was no reason for Nick Jackson to get the win here. Uh, If it was the tag team match that we were scheduled to get, I don't know if the best friends would have gotten the victory over the Young Bucks, but being that plan changed, I like Trent getting the win over Nick Jackson tonight. I thought this was the best match of the entire night for both shows with the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins being uh, a close second for match of the nights. Another Thunder Rosa Mercedes Martinez promo. I'm very much looking forward to those two uh, Latinas beating the shit out of each other. It's going to be great. Can't wait to see those two women go head to head. Hook. Where are my hookers at? In the chat. Hook defeated Serpentico in one minute. This was very easy. The red rum and that was it. Serpentico quickly tapped out. Hook kept the choke on for a little bit after the submission. Crowd loved everything Hook did here. Guys, I think Hook is kind of over. You think? You guys think Hook is over? After the match, QT Marshall came out with a very, very lame New York accent. And he tried to run down Hook for attacking Serpentico before the bell and keeping his choke on after the bell. Hook suplexed Marshall on the ramp and walked over him and left. So it seems like we're getting... A little mini feud here between QT Marshall and Hook. I like the fact that Tony Khan is booking Hook in a very good way, very reminiscent of what his father was, very just rough, tough, in and out. Beat your ass, one, two, three, go home. Show up, collect your paycheck, and go home. I love it. And I like that they're not pushing him so fast. Clearly, there's a lot of work left to do with Hook. He is... Going places, he's doing all the right things, he's getting all the right reactions, he's selling the merchandise. Before long, man, I'd say at the end of the year, we may be looking at a possible TNT championship for Hook. That's my prediction. Main event promo, Jay Cargill is not worried about Anna Banana, she says. But Anna Jay says she has a dark side, and tonight, TBS stands for That Bitch Slayer. I like that line. It's time for the main event, says Mark Henry. Uh, They actually, I just found this out. They did make a t-shirt for Mark Henry. And now it's time for the main event. They made a Mark Henry t-shirt on AEW shop. It's great. I like it. It's gotten over. Jade Cargill with Mark Sterling defeated Anna Jay with John Silver for the TBS championship. This match went about nine minutes before people get on my case and claim that I'm uh, sexist. And I'm a racist because a person of color was in this match. Jesse and I have kind of been a little rough on Jade Cargill. And Jade Cargill is clearly still not ready for a championship run or a main event spot. She's not ready for it yet. This match should have not main evented, in my opinion. I honestly think that the... Main event, or the last thing on the show, should be the most important thing going. 
And the most important thing on this show is John Moxley. And if Brian Danielson was going to be in the crowd and John Moxley was going to set up a feud with Brian going into Revolution, I honestly would have ended with that lasting image. That should have been the end of the show. That's just my opinion. Not taking anything away from the women. I don't really deem the TBS title important because the tournament kind of ended on a sour note for me. I thought they picked the wrong winner. I thought Ruby Soho should have won that match for uh, a variety of reasons. I would have ended with Moxley and Bryan. Simple. Now, with that said, the TBS championship tonight, Jade Cargill, Anna Banana, Anna Jay, for some odd reason, for some odd reason, Jade Cargill had a better match tonight than she had with Ruby Soho. I don't know why. I don't know how. But tonight was a better match than I had expected. It wasn't main event level match. It should have opened the show. And Moxley should have went on in the main event. But I thought this match was better than what Jade Cargill did with Ruby Soho. Jade Cargill tonight did things a little bit better in this match with Anna Jay than she did with Ruby So. She was a little bit more, I don't know how to put this. It's almost as if she's afraid to take bumps in some situations. She put herself out there tonight, and, and in some spots, she took some good bumps, hitting the turnbuckle hard, making sure she went into that corner hard, taking that back flat bump. I like it. That's what I want to see. I feel like I feel like Jade Cargill's problem is too much of the posing. Too much playing up to the crowd. I get you're a heel, but you don't need to do that every time. It almost seems like you're doing that to make up for the lack of what you don't know in the ring. But I like the fact that she was a little bit more impactful tonight. Anna Jay, she's not there yet. She's 23 years old, and she's coming along nicely. I like the intense attitude. I really do. And for some weird reason, I thought these two gelled very well tonight. And I thought this was a better match than the Ruby Soho match that we saw on the first episode on TBS. So Cargill was in control, nailed an overhead belly-to-belly suplex, and then kipped up. Jade Cargill and Jay locked in the middle of the ring. Jay applied the Queen Slayer, sleeper. Jay was standing on the apron. Cargill broke the hole by dropping down and guillotining Anna Jay against the top rope. Jay took control with a series of kicks and a flatliner. Jay went for the Queen Slayer again. Sterling distracted her. John Silver hit Sterling with a beautiful brain buster on the outside. Jay caught Cargill with a backslider and a near fall. Cargill nailed the pump kick and went for the jaded slam. But Jay slid out and locked in the Queen Slayer right in the middle of the ring. Almost thought Jay might have won it here, but no. Jay Cargill backed Jay into the ropes. Jay then locked the Queen Slayer in the corner while standing on the middle ropes for leverage. Cargill broke free, went for a power slam, nailed it. Actually, no, Jay slid out of the power slam attempt and went for a leg larry in the corner. Cargill caught her and powered up into a one-arm power bomb, which looked great. Really, really nice spot. Nice transition out of the power slam attempt, went for the leg lariat. Cargill caught her in the power bomb. Cargill then delivered Jaded her finishing move and got the pinfall. One, two, three. Cargill 
had this big graphic on the big screen that had her standing with the TBS championship. And there was a graphic that said 25 and 0. And that 25th match was probably one of her best matches to date. So I will give her credit. And uh, and Jesse wanted me to relay the message that he thought the same thing as well and that she deserved a lot of credit tonight. Much better than her title match against Ruby Soho. That is my opinion. But I honestly think them teasing Moxley and Brian Danielson and the program going into Revolution clearly was the biggest news coming out of the show. It should have been the last image that we saw on the show. They have to save that for the next pay-per-view. I'm assuming they're going to be building that towards Revolution. And with Jade Cargill, probably our best match to date, in my honest opinion. And I like the length of this match. If she could work and build upon what she did tonight, the matches don't need to go any longer than what they went tonight. I thought she did really good. That's your AEW Rampage and WWE SmackDown post-show review right here on Off The Script. Thank you guys for spending your Friday night with me, man. Had a good time tonight. Hopefully I made you laugh. Hopefully I entertained you. If you did find anything redeeming about this, man, if you enjoyed yourself tonight, hit that thumbs up, man. We're 30 likes away from 1,000 likes on tonight's live stream, man. That is a minimum goal here. So make sure you guys go and do that. Go and check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Please check out Manscaped, my sponsor for today's show, man. The more you hit up Manscaped, the more you buy, the more you purchase, the more you support, they're going to want to be with Off The Script, man. So it's up to you guys. Manscaped.com. Use code SCRIPT20 at checkout for 20% off and get that free shipping. And continue to get your super chats in, man. We're going to read them all in a second. And continue to join the VIP room here on Off The Script. Become a channel member. You guys get not only access to those emotes and custom badges, but you guys are going to get access to Sunday's JD's hate mail Reddit session. Everybody cutting me down on Reddit, man. Squared circle on Reddit. JD reads Reddit hate messages in regards to his thoughts on Hit Row being fired from WWE. Should be a great time. Should be a great time. Already now on the channel for VIPs only. We just hit a thousand likes. Thank you guys uh, very, very much for all of your support. Let's start at the top, man. We got uh, Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. LA Knight will be IC champion at SummerSlam. Joseph Taylor, I hope you are correct in that statement. Micah with a $4.99 Super Chat. Let's play a game, Jay. The interview. Interview one, manage one, lose one, meaning that career never existed in wrestling. Sasha Banks, Roman Reigns, and Triple H. Go. Interview Triple H. Lose Roman Reigns and manage Sasha Banks. I think Sasha Banks has been more influential than Roman Reigns has. D. Bastardo with a $5 super chat. You think this product is exciting? 
You must lead boring lives and eat any BS Vince feeds you. JD sticks up for you fans and you disrespect him. Wake up. All the best. Thank you, Bastardo. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you very much, man. Michelle Moran with a $10 super chat. I would like to know if it was Bruce that gave Roman a case of the stupids tonight. Having him cause a DQ win for Seth. But hey, we got a tease for Brian and Mox on Rampage. And I can't wait. OTS for life, says Michelle Moran with the $10 super chat. Uh, super chat. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate you very much. Tony Brown. With a $4.99 super chat, he says, incredible booty meat in Aaliyah. Yes. Yes. Tony Brown, Aaliyah is very, very attractive. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed that booty meat, man. Hopefully you're doing well, too, and hopefully you are home soon. Kiana Caldwell. With a $20 super chat. Kiana, this is the first time I'm seeing you in the OTS venue. Thank you for being here. JD, you've helped me battle through depression and I love your content. Thank you for all that you do. Tell Jesse I'd like an apple whiskey. You got it. Uh, Jesse, make it a double. I want one too. I love apple whiskey, man. Crown Royale, you know the shit. You drank it all. Jesus fucking Christ. I can't wait for Issa to get back from Puerto Rico, man. This guy's got to go. This guy's got to fucking go. Davy Jones Locker with a Canadian $2 super chat. Thank you, brother. Eddie Hazard with a $9.99 super chat. Moxley versus Danielson. Take my money. Nick vs. Trent was a banger that wouldn't be out of place on Dynamite. And tonight... Was possibly the best Jade has looked. Hashtag send hook. Indeed, man. Send hook. ECW Hardcore 07 with a $5 super chat. Rampage was damn good tonight. Rampage needs to be live from now on. Please go live for GCW on Sunday. I'm actually going to put a uh, poll. I'm going to put a poll in the uh, YouTube chat right here. Hold on. Should I go live for GCW Sunday on OTS? Yes? No. There you go. You guys can vote in the uh, live stream chat right now. Robert Pacheco with 11 months. Thank you for the commitment, brother. Cheers, JD. Enjoying some 1800 Cristalino tequila. Sounds like some good shit, man. CRJ209 with a 999 super chat. JD, my brother. Thank you for the good laughs today. Watching you react to your haters on Reddit was hilarious as hell. More content like that, please. VIP hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, brother. Glad you enjoy it, man. Spirit of the Wolf with a five-month re-up. Thank you for the commitment, brother. Love all that you do for us, man. And then he leaves me a uh, OTS emote with the beaver. Would you? 
I'm gonna give you guys um homage at WrestleMania. <laughs> Anthony with a Canadian $20 super chat. Naomi versus Sonya. The storyline needs to end in a fiery blaze. Just pathetic booking. Top to bottom, Bruce Prichard wouldn't know a good thing if it slapped him in the face and started to wiggle. Please save this company, JD. Anthony, I can't save this place. I can't save it, bro. Company's fucked, man. Apparently they're raw. They're not happy with the way NXT is performing. No shit. They're not happy with the way it's performing. I'm not happy that you fucking ruined Triple H's vision. It works both ways. Send Mace. Where is Mace? I want to know. Mace is going to be on the unemployment line in about uh, a month or so. Don't worry. They draft these guys to SmackDown, never to be seen again. Tenario, one two way with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? Just added Dustin Rhodes, Miro, Dr. Britt Baker, and Darby Allen to my action figure collection. You got way more than I do, bro. I got two John Moxleys and an MJF. That's all I could find. Can't find anybody else, man. I think I got a Luchasaurus, too. I might have a Luchasaurus up there. I think I do. Uh, Kratos, 18 months. This fucking guy's an 18-month VIP, man. This guy's drinking like a madman. Thank you for the commitment, brother. This isn't the Royal Rumble. It's the Royal Fumble because of how mishandled it has been. One more thing. Will you be streaming the new Raid on March 5th? No. Uh, I think Rage asked me as well. Uh, I got to reach out to her on Discord. Uh, I will be getting the Witch Queen. I will be uh, grinding the Witch Queen, Destiny 2. I love Destiny. Uh, I will not be doing the Raid on March 5th. Uh, Usually we don't do the Raid until two uh, weeks or so after just to kind of get the mechanics down and watch videos and guides on it. Those things are brutal, man. I can't do them day one anymore. Way too stressful. Rather have people do the homework for me and then use the cliff notes. Eric Newton with a six-month re-up. Thank you for the recommitment, Eric. So who do I root for? Reigns and Rollins are both heels. WWE are brainless clowns. I'll have a blue moon with an orange slice. My type of guy, man. I like blue moon with orange. You could use lemon, too. You could use lemon as well. Tenario 128 with a $5 super chat. Hello, JD. Another question. What is your favorite Royal Rumble match? 1992. No question. Greatest Rumble match of all time. Nothing's come close since. JB with a UK $5 super chat. Do you think Rampage should be two hours? Revolution, Page, Cole, Punk, MJF, Mox, Bryan, triple main event. Wrestlers in WWE need to speak up like Austin, 1996. Rampage should be two hours, man, but it's got to be at the right time. My boy, Etern Ill, with a 1999 Super Chat, knows how to drink his cold beverages, man, because he's drinking a KBS Founders Brewery Stout. This fucking guy. Keep grinding and tell him the truth, bro. Check your Patreon, man. I sent you a message. I want to send you a little something as a uh, token of my gratitude. 
My boy James re-ups for seven months. Thank you for the recommitment, bro. If you haven't donated to the GoFundMe page for our brother's son's cancer, it's up to $10,500. That is fucking incredible, man. By the way, I got I to gotta post that in the chat. I got to post that in the chat, man. I, I, I told Zach I was going to continue to help him out. Um, yeah, I'm going to post this in the live stream chat, guys. I'm going to pin it. Go to this. I just posted a link in the live stream chat, man. OTS VIP Zach, his son has cancer, man. Go read the GoFundMe statement there. We've helped him. Osaqui. Might as well own the fucking venue at this point, Osaqui, man. He's uh, he's a co-owner of the OTS venue. Donated $2,000 on Wednesday night, man. If you guys can give anything to help out my boy Zach, man. He's an OTS VIP. He's been listening to since 2015. Help him out, man. We're already up to 10,500 plus. The goal is 30. I'd love to get him to 30, man. I really, really, really would love to get him to 30. Help him out, man. Thank you, James. I appreciate you, buddy. Jose Gomez with the $2 Super Chat. Hey, JD, have you seen Peacemaker on HBO? It's amazing. No. I actually watched something last night that I've never seen before. It was Ice Road with uh, Liam Neeson. Pretty good movie, man. For an action suspense movie, I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good. I'm hearing everybody uh, watch uh, is watching this Narcos show. I think the next thing that I really want to watch is Yellowstone, man. Uh, I haven't watched Yellowstone yet. Apparently, it is uh, it is fantastic. I don't have Paramount Plus though. I don't want to. I don't want to sign up for another subscription service because I have right now Discovery Plus. I have Hulu. I have Peacock. I have Netflix. I got Spotify. How many subscription services do I need, man? <clears throat> Anthony Olivares with a five dollar super chat. Hey yo. Sting and Darby next AEW Tag Team Champs. I would not mind it. Or Narco. It's Ozark. It's Ozark. I'm sorry. It's Ozark, says Jesse. Not Narcos. Ozark. Isn't Narcos a show too? Ozark is the show, not Narcos. The first three seasons of what are on Peacock? Is Yellowstone on Peacock? John Michael Channel with a 199 Super Chat. Tonight was funny as fuck. OTS for life. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed yourself, John. Where can I watch Yellowstone, man? I gotta watch Yellowstone. 
Lee Weiss becomes a new member. Lee, what are you drinking? First round is on me. Yellowstone is on Peacock. Oh, my goodness. But it's a Paramount Network show. How is it on Peacock? Elvin Martes with the $10 Super Chat. What's up, JD? Here's my first Super Chat. Are you planning to go to the Dynamite Show in Bridgeport, Connecticut in February? Easy one-hour train ride from New York City in the arena is basically right where you get off in Bridgeport. Elvin, no. All right, listen, I'll be watching Yellowstone this weekend then, bro. Gotta get, I gotta chill some cold beverages then if it's on Peacock. Um, Elvin, no, man. I'm going to the Atlantic City show in New Jersey. Not doing the Connecticut show. Anthony with the $10 Super Chat. If Summer Rae is a WWE legend, then I'm a future WWE Hall of Famer. You're the legend, JD. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. The first three seasons of Yellowstone are on Peacock, man. You guys are awesome. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Christian Shea with a $4.99 Super Chat. WWE is the worst show ever, and Bruce needs to get fired. Cheers to you, Grish, uh, Christian. You know what you're talking about, bro. Otis. Why are you a new member, Otis? Why? I thought you were already a member, bro. I don't know why I keep saying I'm new. Hashtag confused. I don't know either. But you're here. And you're the bouncer, so... Ricardo Linnell with a 999 Super Chat enjoying OTS from 35,000 feet in the sky. Summer Rae. Saying Summer Rae is a WWE legend like saying Shawn Michaels is in charge of NXT. Cheers to the tribal chief of the IWC, man. Be safe wherever you're going, bro. Omega Kong with a membership. Omega, what are you drinking? First round is on me. Christian Shea with a 1999 Super Chat. John Moxley is my second favorite wrestler behind CM Punk. I can see John Moxley being uh, a lot of people's number one wrestler. Jesse says Ozark is up there with Breaking Bad. Well, being that Jesse was the one to tell me I should be watching Breaking Bad... And it was one of my favorite shows of all time after watching it. Binge-watching it, I should say. I might have to take him up on that Ozark, man. Jesse, am I going to enjoy it as much as Breaking Bad? That's a tough, a tough thing to follow, bro. Scorpio1117 with the $2 Super Chat. If Sasha Banks was an AEW, name five feuds to make. Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, Tony Storm, Ember Moon, and Britt Baker. And those women are going to end up there, no question. I promise you, what is it about? What is Ozark about? Like, what, what is the main premise of the story? Jeremy Lewis with the $10 Super Chat was a great rampage. But I agreed with you that the Page Mox match should have closed the show considering the foreshadowing stare down between Mox and Danielson. Jade and Anna just clicked tonight. I agree with you, Jeremy. Uh, guys, where can I watch Ozark, man? Is that on Netflix? 
If I want to watch Ozark. Breaking Bad was fucking incredible, man. I love that fucking show. Money laundering. Joseph Marciano with a $5 super chat. Does Warlord change to babyface this year or does it happen after he costs MJF the AW World Heavyweight Championship? Netflix and Hulu. I got both of them. I'll be tuning into that as well. Uh, Joseph, uh, we've talked about this on Wednesday. I think uh, Wardlow should turn babyface after MJF loses his AEW World Championship. I think it's going to happen before that, though. Christian Shea with a $50 super chat. WWE needs to fire Bruce and Vince and let Triple H fix WWE. Triple H would have led WWE into uh, greener pastures, man. Raw and SmackDown would have been so much better under Triple H's vision. And we will never be getting that, man. Jonathan Gastello with an 11-month recommitment to the VIP room, man. Thank you so much. JD, I just ordered some wings, but Jesse gave me some of his tacos. I don't want to be that guy, but I want some wings and my cold beverage. Thank you, sir. Jesse, don't let me find out you're running some fucking taco ring in the venue, bro. I may have to dump you. This fucking guy, man, with his goddamn fucking tacos. Jesus fucking Christ with this guy. And Hooligrim. Recommitment for 15 months, he leaves no message. Hooligrim is drunk. He's enjoying himself in the venue, man. Hooligrim's had many cold beverages tonight because this show sucked. Tonight, SmackDown was awful. Anyway, guys, I'm about to get out of here, man. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed yourself tonight. Thank you for making OTS number one in the community. As always, we're about to get out of here, man. I'm revving up the Mustang. Mustang's going in for service next week, man. The Mustang is going in for service next week, bro. Apparently, I need a new fucking transmission. Goddamn car's three years old. I need a new fucking transmission, man. They tell me it's a manufacturer's defect. I tell people this. They ask me, what the fuck are you doing, man? You drag racing? What are you doing? You're driving like a fucking animal in the streets of New York City. I'm like, no, I drive like an old man. I go speed limit. But I need a new fucking transmission, man. Thank God it's under warranty. I'll be without the Mustang for about three weeks. Anyway, thank you guys very much, man. Go check out Manscaped. Thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring the show tonight. Manscaped.com. Use code SCRIPT20. Hit that thumbs up. Continue to join. Hit that subscribe button down below. Remember, AW Dynamite, Atlantic City, New Jersey, February 9th. Meet and greet the Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Tennessee Ave. Merchandise will be sold. Drinks will be cold. And we'll be having a good time, man. I may have an OTS episode 405 tomorrow afternoon. And then you guys are going to get the uh, Reddit hate mail video. JD reads mean Reddit comments on Sunday. 
I know it's a big football weekend. We got the 49ers and the Packers this weekend. Action-packed this weekend, man, just like the podcast every single day, every single week. Guys, thank you so much. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. It's the number one place to keep up to date on everything. But before I get out of here, guys, I need two things from you. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. I need those Mustang emojis from my VIPs. And number two, I need that music on max. I'll see you guys tomorrow for OTS 405. And I'll see you guys on Sunday with some great content closing the week out right here on OTS. See you guys later.